that Peter is warning concerning false teachers who would come in and would secretly come in, as he says there in in verse 1, and shall bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them. And of course the idea is that uh, they deny really the salvation through Christ. Uh, obviously the Lord didn't uh, bring them to salvation and then they become her- heretics. They, it uh, seems that uh, these who are false teachers are never truly saved. Uh, of course the Catholic Church would crucify them and burn them at the stake if they if they went against the doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church, which that, of course, did occur. And um, I'm not sure, I think the, um, I think the Inquisition is still on the books. They could at any time impose inquisitors against heretics but um, okay we're going to be looking at uh, verses 12 to 22 they serve their lustful desires like brute beasts as we know that false teachers uh, being unsaved then what are they doing they're following their own lustful desires in their fallen nature Yet they find it was find that uh, their false teaching has some advantage to them, and that is part of the reason why that they are false teachers, for their own uh, benefit, as it were. And uh, we find that they make merchandise, if you will. They they are making a profit off from what they are doing, as these false teachers. Um, secondly, we're going to be looking at false teachers are destined to corruption, wantonness, and destruction. As verse uh, 17 and 18 relate that uh, their uh, ultimate end is to destruction. And then lastly, the true nature of false teachers is to fall in their, follow their fallen nature. Um, and of course they return again to that nature and the uh, elements of it. Well, let's begin by reading it, uh, beginning with verse 12. But these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. Spots they are and blemishes reveling with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices and they call cursed children because of it who have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam the son of Beor who loved the wages of unrighteousness 
but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that are just escaping from them who live in error. 19. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in it and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Well, it doesn't give a very uh, attractive picture, of course, of these who uh, follow um, false teaching, that is, they promote false teaching, and they deny the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But because they have become such, they do not get a very a good description, that is, um, a very complimentary description uh, from Peter because of their ways, because of their, their heretical teaching. And uh, wherever we find that heretical teaching is being taught concerning the Lord, we know that it is to depart from the biblical truth of salvation, the incarnation of Christ, the deity of Christ, virgin birth, and a number of other uh, doctrines that have to do with the Lord and of the redemptive work of our Savior uh, concerning the blood of Christ, of course, and um, of the atonement for our sins. And uh, so we find that the most liberal of teachers, biblical teachers, uh, follow some kind of heretical beliefs that uh, does not believe in the Lord Jesus as we know that the scripture teaches concerning Christ and of salvation. Um, and so uh, Peter describes them here as um, natural brute beasts. Now we, we know that um, you know the animal kingdom is a, a natural kingdom of, of created animals, a beast, if you will. And um, what do they do? They, they do the things that uh, they are instinctively um, programmed to do. Uh, certainly an, an animal that is uh, hunts in the wild uh, is going to act like a, a hunter. And he's going to devour his prey hunt it down, uh, kill it, eat it, and, and so on and so forth. And when we think of the, uh, the human, human nature, 
and uh, we think of man and and how in his uh, natural nature he is a sinner, he is lost, he is uh, full of uh, deceit and corruptions of the flesh and of the mind and promotes those kinds of things that only benefit himself, um, not thinking of others. And these, uh, these who would be false teachers do the same. They promote themselves. They, they don't think of others, but rather they are acting on their own natural fallen nature, which is um, uh, that which is against God. So they speak evil of things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. The end of, uh, of those who are lost and will not turn away from their corrupt ways, of course, is to perish in their own corruption. Um, and we find that it is not a, a very attractive picture, of course, when people are lost and, and continue in their sin and when they continue in their own um, pernicious ways, as he describes here. Verse 13, And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. So we get that sense that uh, because they are unrighteous, they're going to fall uh, from uh, any benefit that God might give them. Uh, there will be no, no benefit at all, but rather there will be an unrighteousness rather than righteousness, and they that count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. Um, that is, their, their general demeanor, their general behavior, their manner of life uh, is not to take of any uh, particular restraint, but only to follow those things that are most beneficial to them. Spots they are and blemishes uh, revealing with their well, their own uh, fallen nature how many deceivings uh, they enter into many deceivings while they feast with you and this, it seems that there is some kind of an implication here that these um, are in the fellowship of those early believers in the early church they're, they're right there um, and they, they can be uh, destructive by being involved with the early Christian church. And even today we, we know that those who are not following the Lord are destructive with the teachings that they give and they are often in the fellowship of the believers, although um, they may be kind of um, uh, camouflaged by some of their good behavior. We find that their, their nature is sin is a sinful nature and their teaching is not in line with the word of God. So what do they do? There's, there's a lack of morality, there's a lack of, of uh, virtue toward God. He says, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. And so just this description alone, his point paints a, a very troubled individual. Um, rather than being moral, they are full of adultery. Uh, 
it, the picture is they don't seem to be able to cease from their, their sinful lifestyle. And whatever they are doing, though they may be doing it in secret, we find nonetheless it is um, a sinful lifestyle. And uh, beguiling or seducing unstable souls. Uh, well, there are many who are easily taken in by those who teach falsely. And uh, when they overtake them with some of the um, morality of their own lifestyle and tell them that things are okay rather than that God would be pleased with them to repent, they rather continue in the, the way that they are going and, and they take with them those unstable souls. They have exercised... So it is the souls and, and heart, ex- they have exercised with covetous practices. Um, and so we, we know what covetousness is. It's when somebody uh, is drawn away of their own lust unto things that don't belong to them. Uh, and they, they don't possess them, but they want to possess the things of others. And uh, so they use whatever means possible to get those things. Um, and we find that uh, this is... Uh, Though it's sometimes hard to put your finger on a kind of an individual like this, we see that it's an example of their life, their, their lifestyle. And you have to watch their life to see these things play out in, in their lives. And you begin to realize that they are not what they profess to be, but rather they are teaching falsely and living hypocritically uh, as, uh, as believers or as uh, those who would teach the gospel of Christ. And so the marks of uh, false teachers, um, uh, some examples of them are also given here. Uh, verse 15 and 16 gives an example of one, uh, Balaam, who was, of course, an Old Testament prophet uh, from um, Moab, right? I think it was from Moab, Balaam was from. But... Uh, we find that uh, he was a false prophet. Um, the curious thing about him is that the Lord talks to him, speaks to him, tells him what he should do, what he shouldn't do, uh, but he doesn't listen. And really, I guess that's what a false prophet does. Uh, though, though God might be uh, instructing someone how to live and how to, to uh, approach the Word of God and to um, be a moral person, and there's plenty of instruction in the Bible to that end, uh, yet they don't want, they don't want to follow it. They, uh, Balaam didn't want to follow it. Uh, but he found it difficult. Um, and uh, we find false teachers probably do find it very difficult to maintain their cover while they are trying to deceive others or take advantage of someone. And so Balaam, Balaam was one of those. He, uh, the Lord told him what he should and shouldn't do. Um, and he followed it to a certain degree, but yet in the end he proved to uh, to be unfaithful. He loved the wages of unrighteousness. Well, of course, in Balaam, uh, Balaam's case, he he wanted to get paid. He was like a paid prophet, you might might say. Um, and uh, he did not follow the Lord as a true prophet should follow the Lord. He was he was in a true sense a false prophet. Verse 16, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking. 
uh, with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. And we know here is God again being long-suffering to to someone. Uh, he, Lord, the Lord tells him uh, to do certain things, and and uh, he even puts him in a confined a space, you might say, that he could not get by unless uh, he would go a certain way. And uh, we find that uh, the Lord even sent an angel uh, to uh, block the passage so that uh, old Balaam couldn't get through. He couldn't go do what he wanted to do. And uh, finally the, the donkey turned around to him and talked to him and says, Why do you keep beating me? I haven't done nothing to you. I've been a good, faithful donkey. I've been uh, trying to carry our burdens all this time, and here you are beating on me. Uh, he wasn't happy with that. And the Lord had to rebuke Balaam through a, through a dumb, brute beast. Uh, isn't it true that false prophets can't quite get it, you know? Uh, they, they, aren't, uh, they don't have the Spirit of God in them. We would have to say that. Then they don't have the Spirit of God in them. Uh, certainly Balaam didn't. Though the Lord was speaking directly to him, he did not have the Spirit of God in him. Um, but uh, we find that this, this uh, donkey was able to, to talk to him and rebuke him um, and uh, told him he shouldn't be doing what he was doing. Uh, verse 17, These are wells without water. And so in a sense, these, uh, these false prophets, they're like Balaam. Uh, they are covetous and looking for a good paycheck, perhaps. Um, and uh, they are like um, uh, wells without water. In, in a sense, we, we find that they are destitute of the Spirit of God. Destitute of, of um, uh, life-giving water. These are wells without water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved. None of these are very good pictures, are they? Um, a well without a water, what good is that? You know, it's, it has no benefit at all. It's, uh, it's dry, and uh, it won't refresh anybody. The refreshing of, of the Spirit of God is not in him to do it. So a false prophet can't refresh anyone. Uh, clouds uh, that are carried with a tempest. You know, they, they very quickly come through the area and the winds blow them on. Uh, and uh, they, they leave behind no benefit. In fact, more destruction than anything else, don't they? Like a hurricane or, or something like that. They, they leave behind great destruction. Tornadoes leave behind great destruction. Um, and so they are like that. You know, they, they come in, but when they leave, they, they leave a destruction behind them. Uh, he says, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. Now we think of the mist of darkness as kind of like a sense that um, uh, there is no light there. Uh, there is no life, no life and no light uh, in the, the midst of a false teacher. There's, nothing, there's no good benefit, um, but there's nothing but darkness. Well, we know the Lord is described as the light of the world. The Lord Jesus came unto his own, but his own received him not. But to as many as received him, they became the sons of God. To as many as believed on his name. But not these. These uh, 
these false teachers, once they come through, they, they don't benefit anybody. There's no spirit of life in them. Uh, there is no uh, good benefit from, from their lives, only a mist of darkness that uh, shrouds them. And, uh, of course, it also implies a sense of foreboding and judgment reserved forever. A sense of foreboding is, is upon them and, and God's judgment. Their words are learned words and uh, pretentious. Um, that is, a, a false prophet, he may use good language, he may use similar language as, as a true prophet of God, as a true spokesman for God, but there's nothing to it. Uh, you talk about Jesus and, uh, you know, uh, he, he may talk about Jesus, but he's, he doesn't say anything of any great benefit. He might just say, well, he's a good teacher. He might just say, well, yes, he, he lived and, and was, uh, lived in Galilee and, and uh, people liked him and, and he went about trying doing good and we should all try to do good and we should all try to be liked and we, we ought to uh, benefit people as much as we can. But it doesn't say nothing about the saving grace of God or the salvation through Christ our Lord or that he is the incarnate of God and he came to redeem the world. Um, of their sins, there's no depth of of, uh, of spirit in in them. They are wells without water, and uh, for when they speak grace swelling words of vanity, uh, and uh, you know they may even be good rhetorical preachers. They may be able to say things in a very um, compelling way. Maybe even kind of charismatically being able to speak. Um, they allure through the lust of the flesh. Uh, so they, they, maybe they, they wear a suit uh, that they bought on Fifth Avenue. Uh, perhaps they got the latest styles. Uh, they've been to Dale Carnegie classes and they know how to influence people. Um, they've perhaps been to college and they are dying by degrees. PhD, MD, DV, DIV, and a few other degrees. And they've got everything that they can possibly have uh, to back up their credentials. But they are vanity. They are vanity. For they speak graceful in words of vanity. They allure through the lusts of the flesh. Through much wantonness. Wantonness. Those that are that are just escaping, that is, they, um, from them who live in error. They are, uh, they are as those who, um, who are slaves to their own sin. They are slaves to their own uh, sinful way of life, their wantonness. And uh, they live in that error, that error of sin. Uh, and so they, uh, no matter how good of words that they've learned to say, they... Are not uh, they're not speaking well of the gospel of Christ. Uh, verse 19, um, they pervert Christian liberty. That is, while they promise themselves a uh, promise liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. So um, liberty without law uh, tends to make one a great sinner. Um, the Lord even tells us that we should obey the law and the, the commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 15. If, and so we ought, we ought to love the Lord. 
we ought to keep his word. We ought to be true to those things that uh, uh, mark us out as being believers. And uh, liberty then must be held within the confines of the grace and mercies of God. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. Um, and so those who, uh, those who give into the, the, uh, the, the liberty that they are teaching uh, lead them into a kind of bondage uh, that they will not escape from. And it is a bondage which is held because of sin. In verse 20, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in it and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Uh, so, you know, this verse kind of gives a sense of explanation about how that they, they, have, they have known the right way um, it has been somehow explained to them. They've even studied it, perhaps. Oh, isn't it true that there are many who, who know the Bible, but yet don't live what the Bible has to say? Uh, they have read about the Lord Jesus Christ and His divinity, and yet they only call Him a good person. They have, they have studied even the Greek or the Hebrew, but they've become nothing more than academic scholars, and they don't know the true reality of Christ in their lives. And, and of course that's, a, that's a, a very sad thing, isn't it? Uh, for if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through knowledge, uh, they have the knowledge, they have, they have what God has intended for them to know of the Lord Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in it. And uh, see, there's, the life has not changed. They've just gone right back into their former uh, corruptions, moral uh, corruptions and overcome, and it says the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Uh, so they have turned aside from the truth and uh, followed after rather the, the sinful nature of which they, uh, they have in their hearts. In verse 21, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. And um, it is true that we are responsible for the knowledge that we have been given. Um, if the Lord has instructed us in the word of God, then we should continue faithfully in it. And we should believe what the word of God says. But if we will not believe it, uh, then it only condemns us more. It causes us to be much condemned for our lack of of faithfulness and lack of of understanding uh, and turning to the Lord for forgiveness and repentance and faith, you see. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment, the commandment that God gives. Um, and it was, of course, delivered unto them. And then at the end here of this passage, uh, um, he gives us a, another proverb um, about it, about the situation. He says, But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, 
the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that is that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. So he takes these two um, creatures, uh, which have are noted for a certain um, abnormality of of nature, which we would say is uh, um, not very good. I mean, uh, perhaps you have seen a dog, you know, throw up his his food and then he goes back and eats it. And you say, oh, gross, what's he doing that for? <laughs> or if you've seen a nice, beautiful pig, and what do they do? They, they love the mud, and they just go right back in the mud and wallow in it and get all dirty all over again. <laughs> They're creatures of their own natural, brute nature, and they turn away from the faith which God has set before them. Um, that's what we had to take away from it. Certainly these are examples of turning away from the faith of our Lord. The, 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 the uh, false prophet turns away from, from saving faith back to his own immoral, immoral and corrupt life. Uh, so it is a, a, very, a very disturbing picture, really, of those who are false teachers and will, will not believe the truth, will not live the truth, but rather pervert the truth, and then after they have perverted it, they go back to what they were doing before and of the uh, way of life that they have been living. Um, and the poor dog and the poor pig, he has to bear the, the proverb on himself. Poor little Biffy. <laughs> we, we can't expect to Biffy to, to be anything more than what he is. He is a religious dog but he doesn't know the way of salvation. <laughs> and these false prophets, they're very religious, but they don't know the way of salvation. <laughs> they don't know. Uh, and that's the way that it is. So we have to realize these false prophets have very little to give. And in fact, nothing. And uh, uh, that is what the, the description shows to us. And these are warnings concerning false prophets, as Peter gives them to us here in chapter 2. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Loving Father, um, we look to you and pray that you will continue to bless your word to our hearts and help us to guard against those who would pervert the word of God. Lord, we know this description of these false prophets uh, are truly people who are not living true to the word of God. Though they might have an understanding and a knowledge they do not have the true spirit of God in them. Neither do they have true faith in them. So neither are they able to overcome the sinful nature of their lives, but rather they return again to it. Just like the, the animals that uh, Peter describes, uh, they return again to the filth of their lives. And so, Father, keep us from those things and keep us aware that we will be faithful to you and that we will glorify your name. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.